What's up, lovely humans? It's your host, Yancy, and you're listening to That's Exciting, the podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. I am an interdisciplinary studies and sexuality undergrad at Concordia University and overall just a curious and creative soul who loves to learn about intimacy, relationships, and sexuality. I am guilty. Yes, uh, I know you were waiting for an episode last week. I, one, got caught up in some studies, and two, I've been having issues in the post-production department. Really sorry about that. But guess what? You get this lovely dose of me today. And the best part of this is that we are going to check in with ourselves. So following the episodes that aired... I think a great thing would be to explore our own internalized sexual shame. If you're new to the check-in formats, the check-in episodes basically are kind of like your guided meditation where we explore five questions and where you'll have 30 seconds to reflect on them. When you hear this sound, it means that you have three seconds left. This episode is going to be a little bit different than the other check-ins as I may model how to answer to certain questions through my own experience. So I'll be doing some of the question with you guys. So sexual shame is the feeling that you have. May that be anxiety, feeling remorseful, shameful or guilt regarding anything around sexuality. Now, if we define what sexuality is, it's really broader than just the act of sex itself. Sexuality is and can be a verb. So being sexual, feeling sexual, for instance. Sexuality is also sexual orientation, gender expression, and the way these are expressed. It can also be your kink or fetishes, etc. In a 2006 publication, Brene Brown shared a bit more about how shame functions. So basically, if I sum it up, Brene Brown has identified several categories that may trigger shame. And that's including appearance and body image, sexuality, family, motherhood, parenting, professional identity and work, mental and physical health, aging, religion, surviving trauma, and speaking out. I think this is really interesting simply because sexual shame is layered. As today we're checking in on sexual shame, I think it is really important to encourage you to be paying attention to your body and how it reacts during the episode as sometimes reflecting on certain questions especially regarding this sensitive topic can bring strong emotions or certain trauma just be mindful of how your body reacts before we start make sure you are in an environment where you can sit or lay down and relax you're also welcome to have a pen and paper to write down your thoughts and feel free to pause whenever you need more time to reflect that said are you ready all right let's go first question what have you been taught about sexuality in your upbringing now, let's remember that sexuality is broader than the act of sex. It can be your sexual orientation, your gender, its expression, and even your identity. It's also procreation and all that stuff too. As this overlaps with various spheres of one's life, pick one of the following. What have you been taught about sexuality at home with your caregivers, at school, or with your peers? 30 seconds. 
Got your answer? All right. Can you recall one specific event where you've been shamed for your sexuality? I know some of us may have many, and that can be a really emotional question. On my end, there's one that stands out. I remember an ex-boyfriend of mine shaming me for being sexually inquisitive and curious. What about you? 30 seconds. Let's take a deep breath in and out. All right, moving on to the next one. We're already halfway through our check-in. As usual, feel free to pause if you need more time to reflect. Take into account the previous answer. Does this still resonate with you today? Expand on why or why not it is the case. On my end, the result of that comment was that I held on to the belief that my sexual curiosity was inappropriate in intimate settings and that I was too much. And that also made me feel extremely bad for expressing a part of myself with someone whom I felt comfortable doing so before that instance. Today though, This belief does not resonate with me anymore, and it's not really aligned with who I am. Heck, I have a podcast about sexuality, you know? <laughs> I'm someone that likes to explore, I love to experiment, and I'm understanding that in order for me to be fulfilled and happy in a relationship, I have to be with someone that share the same values and that love that curiosity and embraces it with open arms. Also, reflecting on that made me realize that I'm not really compatible with someone who is not interested in exploring in the bedroom. So, in the same spirit, think about or write down if your previous answer still resonates with you today. Or if it doesn't, expand on why or why not it is the case. This one is kind of long, so I'll give you a minute. to the next one we're almost done 
Now let's reflect on what is your ideal sexuality. For example, if you are asexual, that can be having an understanding partner. If you are into kink, that could be whatever kink you're in and having a partner that likes to partake in those activities. For me personally, my sexual ideal is focusing on the quality of sex that I'm having and not necessarily the quantity. So my ideal sex life with a partner is to have a partner that's understanding and for us to really have a good time when we connect. And good time does not equate orgasm. It just, for me, is to really have a partner that is on the same wavelength as me, where we can explore and try new things and not take ourselves too seriously at times and just have fun. So what does your ideal sexuality look like to you? Just a reminder, I talked about my sex life, but sexuality is not limited to the act of sex itself. Sexuality can be sex, it can be sexual orientation, it can be gender expression, and more. 30 seconds. Okay, we're moving to the last question. What is currently a part of what is keeping you from attaining your ideal sexuality? 30 seconds. One thing that I wish to acknowledge about the last question is that not everyone has the same access nor privilege when it comes to their sexual ideal. What I mean is that not everyone has the same support system, has the same resources, not everyone is in the same socioeconomic position or is living in a country where you can be sexually liberated and express yourself freely. Something that has helped me in my journey of shedding shame and also stepping into my sexual ideal is finding my community online. If you have access to this podcast, I assume that you also have access to phone, internet and social media. And so I would encourage you to find people that are in the community that you relate to. If you are asexual, finding folks that fall under the asexual or aromantic umbrella. If you're queer, black, if you're into kink, there is ton of people like you out there on the internet. So I think one step for me of shedding shame was one to ask the questions that I asked in this check-in. The second step for me was to find people that look like me and find people that have the same interests, have the same values. And I am challenging you. Take a second to reflect on how your social media feed makes you feel. Do you feel happy? Do you feel represented? 
Or do you feel bad every time you open your social media and there's a lot of anxiety? So my call to action to you is to take your phone if you can right now or after the episode or maybe later tonight. But take your phone and go through the people that you follow and the accounts that are not serving you, unfollow them. If you can, replace them with accounts that make you feel good, represented and seen having a community of people who understand your experience that can guide you and finding that support is really helpful so if you're not in a position to have that in person there is always the route of the internet which has helped me in my teens during the msn era what's up that spring cleaning made me curate a feed that really represents who i am Now I'm seeing women of color, I'm seeing sex, positive memes, and a lot and a lot of puppies. (laughs) Okay, now let's take a deep breath together. (sighs) Good. As usual, this episode is a take and leave approach. So you take what resonates with you and you leave what doesn't. Now, as this episode is not a replacement for therapy, I'm only offering certain questions on which you can reflect to just start this journey. Next week, we'll be furthering this conversation around sexual shame with Eleanor Gershman and Casey Mao. And on this note, stay curious because that's exciting. That's exciting. Before we leave, on production team, recording, editing, and sound design by yours truly, myself, Yancy. Special thanks to Jane P for her assistance on production. The official That's Exciting Anthem by Calder Nash. The amazing vocals on the track by Mel Pacifico. That's all for today's episode. And until next week, stay curious, because that's exciting. Baby, come inside me. Oh, I-